This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Wednesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin in the house on a busy Wednesday morning, a busy Tuesday, certainly, uh, and busy moving forward with the PGA starting tomorrow. Preakness this weekend? Is the Preakness this weekend? There there allegedly is a horse race this a weekend. A special yep. numbers game investigation reveals that the Preakness is this weekend. Yep. We worked on that all last night. Um, we got a show with Matt Brown to talk PGA with us. Our own Matt Brown from The Handle, co-host of The Handle, co-host of Long Shots, which you may have heard, Kelly, is our uh, golf podcast that uh, is co-hosted by you, Matt Brown, and Wes Reynolds. Yeah, special video version up on the uh, VEASAN YouTube page right now. Go check out the whole show from yesterday. Get out. After you watch a numbers game, of course. Get out. Yeah. Good for you. Will Hill will join us, talk about all the things he's betting, basketball, baseball, beyond. Uh, today we do something that is a numbers game slash beating the book slash betting dork tradition. If you've been with me through the years, you know that Mark Borchard and I get together and do Q1, Q2, Q3 updates, MLB derivatives. It's a uh, stats and it's a nerdy stats thing that's designed to help you win bets moving forward. We talk about umpires' performances thus far during the season. Obviously, teams' money line, run line, uh, splits on the money line, how teams are doing for betters, um, what is predictive, what is narrative, and really where we sort of get into it is first five inning records, teams' best and worst thus far and proprietary first-inning stats for pitchers. So we'll do that with Mark Borchard on the show. Um, and we'll talk NBA draft. Obviously, uh, the biggest thing yesterday, we waxed all day yesterday about the uh, NBA draft lottery. Victor Wembanyama goes to the San Antonio Spurs, and we'll talk about uh, the odds now up for the number two, three, four, and five picks of the draft a little later on. But man, oh man, good for the Spurs. And we'll talk about some of the things I mentioned yesterday about the uh, the way that the lottery is conducted actually manifested yesterday. We'll talk about how the Spurs are even luckier than you think they are and how one team was one number away from getting Wimbanyama. They shot up to over 50% chance to get him, and then the number landed in the Spurs combination. Little nerdy draft lottery thing coming up as well. But we start, of course, with the game last night, the Western Conference Finals game number one between the Lakers and the Nuggets in Denver. 132, 126. The Nuggets win it by six, depending where you got this number, is really what happened with your bet. We'll, we'll determine what happened with your bet. A lot of people pushed on this. A lot of people lost if they had the Nuggets. Um, 
I would imagine was this. It was the five and a half at the outset, wasn't it? Oh, I, I got four. I laid yeah. four and a half at the opener. Yeah, so, so. Th- this this might have been a bad result for some books. Yes, <laughs> there's definitely uh, some winners and losers yes. depending on when you got the number. Totally. Um, Jokic missing a free throw late to ensure the six yep. landed on what it was. So a lot of people pushed and a lot of people won it, uh, on both sides. But I'll tell you, we got to get to the details of this. But because this is usually I come in here every morning after these basketball games and I have a definitive sort of theme that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, as the fourth quarter was going and the Lakers were coming back in the game, I was texting uh, Felica and Will Hill. I'm like, I have no idea what my primary takeaway is from this game, which we'll get into momentarily. Um, I will say this, though. I think some people are going a little nuts. You see the Darren Ravel tweet where he's like, this is the greatest game that's ever existed. I'm paraphrasing. Um, we have the actual tweet. But it's like, okay, easy. Uh, here it is. People will dismiss it because it's not an NBA Finals game, so the stakes weren't as high. But what you just watched was one of the greatest games ever played. Okay, easy. There's no defense. I mean, if you like one side of the court, I guess, though. Um, and then there's the Bill Simmons tweet where he's like, really bad Really bad 48 hours for Joel Embiid. Uh, didn't you vote for Joel Embiid, buddy? Oh, rough 96 hours for Embiid. Pardon me. He's like the Joker. Rough 96 hours for Embiid. I'm sorry, didn't you vote for Embiid for the MVP? Um, what a ball game last night. And it was, you know, for those who missed it, and good God, I hope you don't miss another one of these. Yeah. The Lakers trailed by 18 at the half. They trailed by 21 in the third quarter but got all the way within three with 323 left in the fourth quarters, 124-121, and then really sort of a play that will get lost. 125-121, to AD misses a tip-in layup attempt. It was a 50-50 ball on the rebound, grabbed by Michael Porter Jr. on the floor in a scrum. Somehow KCP grabs it. I thought AD was going to get it back, and, and Caldwell Pope grabs it, gives it to Murray, to Gordon for the alley-oop jam. Huge play, 127-121. Without that play, I don't know if Denver wins. There's a lot of these, without that play, yeah. I don't know if Denver wins. You can say that a couple times, but I agree with you yeah. on that one. Oh. Hey, the, other, the other part that was weird about that play was, like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, where's the timeout? Like, it, and, where, and where's the whistle? And, yeah, and, right. and then after no timeout, you're like, where's the jump ball? Right. right? And then you're like, okay, we're just going to let just this gonna go? We're just going to keep going. Okay. So 127-121, but because of a couple Austin Reeves threes, the Lakers got it back to within three two other times, including with under a minute left with the ball down three, and then is 129-126, and then Jamal Murray is, is checking LeBron at the arc and strangely like gives him room, and LeBron has a free three to tie it. Gak. Lakers never score again, 132-126, Denver. Um, Jokic, oh my God, 34, 21, and 14 on 12 of 17, shooting three of three behind the arc at halftime. He had 19, 16, and seven when AD was uh, checking him. And then he's the only player now with two playoff games of 30 points, 20 boards, and 10 assists. All the others combined are two, Wilt in 1967, Kareem in 1970, and his 12th career playoff triple-double, the sixth this season. Jamal Murray added 31 for the Nuggets in defeat, AD 40-10, and 10, LeBron 26-12-9. Both teams just shy of 55% for the field. The Lakers 45.8% from behind the arc. The Nuggets 46.9% from three. Nuggets rebounded at the, out-rebounded the Lakers, though, by 17, 47-30, to 15-5 on the offensive glass. And the Nuggets had 17 transition points in the first half when they were crushing the Lakers, only two on one field goal attempt in the second half. The play that we highlighted with Aaron Gordon. So 
it gets to, for our betting purposes, what are the, what are the takeaways here moving forward? First of all, the, maybe the main takeaway is these are just straight overs, just close your eyes, bet overs, and never think about it again. Because Drew Dinsey, by the way, has been, done a great job of adjusting on the fly during these series. I don't know if there's going to be just. By the way, it came out yesterday, 223 and a half. Within a split second, it was 225 and a half. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It, it's going to be. I'm, who's playing defense? I'm here. almost, I'm almost going to have to see an under before, before I get there, uh, uh, close to a bet. But I, I mean, they, both teams did shoot lights out, right? They I shot mean, lights out. You're over 45 percent from three on both of those teams. 54 percent from the field for both of them. It's incredible. It's ridiculous. Now, now to your point, a lot of them were easy baskets. Mm-hmm. Like I want to point out the three point percentages. Because we know those will vary game to game. But, the, man, there were some easy baskets on both sides. I, my biggest takeaway, Gil, is... Oh, oh, let, let's, get, let's do it Let's do a, you know, in an order here. Because all the, those, those stats, right, is maybe the over is the biggest takeaway. But the other thing is, and this is what, we, what I want to get to, is what is, from a side's perspective, from a side perspective, you know, let's take what you said. The, maybe the Nuggets don't win without that scrum play where Aaron Gordon ends up an alley-oop. Okay, there's also a couple shots in that game where that, okay, the end of the third quarter, the very end of the third quarter, Jokic hits that three with AD all up in his grill. He hits that maybe one in 10 times. Yeah, maybe. And then there was the Jamal Murray, like just inside the 11 minute mark of the fourth quarter. LeBron with the shot clock going down is all up in Jamal Murray's face. And he does a cross-body shot put for two. <laughs> that, that was more, more absurd than the Jokic one. AD's laughing at the Jokic one. Yeah. LeBron is giving a thumbs up to Jamal Murray after that one. Like, so those, shot, those shots aren't going in again. Yeah, no. So in the end, this is the, t- the two big takeaways from the side are, okay, the Nuggets won the game. Jokic could do whatever he wants. And by the way, I do think a lot too much is being made of the Rui Achimura adjustment because I don't know if that's sustainable either. Like, I get it. He, he quelled Jokic to some extent. But I don't know if that's going to be effective moving forward. So the Nuggets could do whatever they want. Jokic could do whatever he wanted. They scored lights out. Yes, they did have shots that went in that, that otherwise might not have. But in the end, they still get the win, and they get to do their adjustments as well. Is that the primary takeaway, the, just the result? Or is it, and I think in some cases justifiably, that the Lakers took all those haymakers all those shots that probably shouldn't have gone in and those 50-50 balls that the, could have gone either way, and they almost won this basketball game. What's the answer? Kelly Bidlin? Uh The second one. The second one? Yeah. You're convinced of it? Yeah. I, I think, look, I think we need to be careful with, with you laid it out very well. I think we need to be careful with all that, though, because his Jokic... I think the Lakers absolutely found. I thought I thought the broadcast was was excellent. First of all, it, we we don't give enough credit sometimes. We we always hate on the bad broadcast. Yeah, I thought Van Gundy and those guys were great last night, breaking down what the Lakers were doing in that second half uh, to Jokic and to the Nuggets. The I agree with you. It's not it's it's not going to be Hachimura every night, and it's not Hachimura really shutting down Nikola Jokic. And if that's the matchup all series long, that's not going to happen. Jokic is going to get his points. But what allows him allows him to do is free up AD, right? Is to play allow him to play weak side defense, come over and help 
on Jokic, help on these other other guys that get in the paint and block some shots. So it frees up Anthony he gets, Davis. He gets to play time. free safety. As right, exactly. It's mm-hmm. much like what we saw with Boston uh, matching up Marcus Smart on Joel and B. Right, allows Robert Williams to play free safety and, and control the paint. So I think that that's something they're gonna they're gonna rely on in Game Two and going forward is is different matchups like that to free up AD defensively. It's not gonna always be Achimura on on Jokic, but Jokic is too good. He he will him and and Malone will figure out a way yeah. to to adjust to that as well. So that I I think my takeaway then is. Number two, the part about the Lakers being, you know, keeping it so tight despite all that is is probably the primary takeaway. But I almost feel like the pendulum has swung too much on that narrative. And it's like, okay, wait a minute. Nuggets still won. Jokic can still do whatever he wants. Let's let's slow our roll with that. Game two is its own entity. Nuggets minus 260 now on the adjusted series price. And if Denver wins both at home, are the Lakers going to win four out of five against this team? I'm saying no to that. Baseball with Mark Borchard next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM state of the art technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions, must be 21 or older, and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800. 522-4700. Skill Alexander, before we get to Mark Borchard and uh, our Q1 derivatives, MLB tradition. So, Kelly, it's five and a half again on the Nuggets in game two. 
It's 227 now on the total. What did you bet so far? Uh, I made some series bets. Uh, I did make some series bets on the Lakers to win in six and win in seven, plus 650 on each of those. Um, I, look, I think you're right. that This game, too, might be up for grabs. I might be staying away from the game be- uh, game game number two of an actual game bet. Those series prices I found were a little off, especially the game uh, to win in six one. So bet those. Man, I, I think the Nuggets just look. I think they're. This is going to be a good long series. This is going to be a battle between both teams. The one thing I'm concerned about is, like, I think Jokic is going to be there. Jamal Murray, who I love, but you got to like, he has to keep up this scoring level. It puts a lot of pressure on Jamal Murray and Bruce Brown, frankly, coming off that mm-hmm. bench scoring. And it's I. It is a small bench, though. That's for sure. It's thin, but I think the laser, the lasers, the Lakers have a have a a, <laughs> a small margin. Uh, better with, with as far as depth and at least scoring ability from some of their guys, like D'Angelo Russell. He hasn't, he didn't do anything didn't last do night. He hasn't done much in the playoffs. But, like, at some point, he should be able to have a game. Oh, he had a game against the Warriors. Don't say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hachimura, obviously, he's not going to play that well every game, you know, scoring-wise, but he should be there. You should get more out of Lonnie Walker, Jared Vanderbilt, those guys. So, I, I don't know. It's going to be a huge game, too. It's a huge game, too. I ended up taking the Nuggets first half last night because they ended up figured they'd come out soaring. Yep. They did. Don't know that i do that in game two. You know, we'll see. Yeah, I hear you. We'll see. Do have the uh, Heat, which we'll talk about later on the show. Do have them pre-flop tonight, taking all those points. Let's talk some baseball. Uh, again, if you've uh, listened to this show or the podcasts uh, for many years, you know that the longest staple we've had is uh, Mark Borchard, base winner from an undisclosed location in the desert, doing uh, quarterlies with us. And right now, as we round the 40-game mark, roughly, uh, in the Major League Baseball season, we like to take a look at things that have happened and try to figure out what's predictive and what is just narrative? What's signal? What's noise in terms of making baseball bets moving forward? Or as we like to introduce him, uh, Kevy Kev, all the time. I'm laid back. Got my mind on my money and my money on my mind. <laughs> it's Mark Borchard, everybody. How you doing, Mark? <laughs> oh, I can't believe you sound bit me. I mean, gosh, I, you know, I was listening to that, uh, your show in a car in the morning, and, and I was like kind of half listening, honestly, but uh, then I heard my my voice, I'm like, oh, they just they just did a soundbite on me. Well, how cool, <laughs> how cool on the on the voice of sports betting uh, does a soundbite? Uh, yeah, I, I, the pinnacle of my career, Gil. Kevin Kev deserves all the credit. Kevin Trask, no relation to Amy, no relation or no relation to uh, to uh, Kyle. Kyle, oh, sorry, I was going like, who's the other Trask? Kyle. <laughs> um, okay, so before we get into this, do you have any plays for today in Major League Baseball? Why don't we do those first? What do you got? Yeah, I've got a couple plays. You know, I've been experimenting with this uh, halftime, full-time bet, and basically the team needs to be ahead at the end of five and at the at at the end of nine. And it's I, I do the show, you know, Bet US uh, MLB show with Jason and Kyle, and and that's it. Seems like Bet US has really good odds on this particular bet. So I went with Atlanta today. I mean, Spencer Strider. There's there's not a lot you can say negative about him. You look at his strikeout percentage, 43.3%. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's like a reliever, right? You see like Diaz, like Alvarado got there at one point. But then, you know, ISO allowed uh, his last 500 plate appearances as number two in baseball, 99th percentile as well. So when he does give up hits, they're they're not powerful hits. So I'm going to take Atlanta, and and you get plus money on it too. Halftime, full-time, plus 105. Okay, anything else? That's a, a huge game tonight, obviously. Uh, 
between the Braves and the Rangers, a huge series between one of the uh, the best teams in baseball in both leagues. So going with Spencer Strider and the Braves, you are in that one. Yeah, I kind of like a day, day ball alert here. Businessman special at Dodger Stadium. Uh, I like Sonny Gray today. Uh, you can get him uh, on the first five market right about, uh, I don't know, plus 110 maybe. Uh, go with him. He's he's at, thir- talk about a, a really good strikeout percentage, 336 strikeout percentage. And then contrast that with Dustin May's strikeout percentage, only 17.3. So I think we get an edge in starting pitching there. You know, it is a little bit concerning. This Dodger offense can go off at, at any point. Uh, but I, I think that the, the Twins offense is, is quite capable. They're a little bit above league average by my ratings. And I just think we get a significant edge in, in, in the starting pitching here. Stunning Gray has been uh, just a real, uh, I, I guess a surprise to an extent. I mean, I have him ranked number fourth in baseball by my rating. So for me, that's a surprise. And I'm going to go with him today in the first five, Gil. Okay. So Braves first half, second half, Twins first five. Yes. Okay. Um, the gentleman's special, the businessman special, I should say, uh, this afternoon. Okay. Um, let's talk derivatives. So now, again, for those who are new to this, what we're trying to do is determine what could be predictive moving forward? You know, it's only 40 games. So what is just sort of statistical anomaly is not likely to continue, but what might actually signal uh, something to look for in bets moving forward in the Major League Baseball season? We do this at the 80-game mark uh, and the 120-game mark as well. Uh, let's just talk straight, first of all, with teams. These are widely available numbers. Um, it gets more proprietary as the derivatives go on. We'll get to first fives, and then we'll get to first innings with the stuff. But the Rays, no surprise. The Rays having... Just a sublime year, 32 and 11. This is a bizarro exercise where if you bet the uh, bet the Rays every time in every single one of these games this year, um, $100 as a dog to win 100 as a uh, favorite, you'd be up close to nine units on the season. Now, that's they, they've been a favorite many, many times and substantial favorites, so that's a testament to just how amazing that record is. Now, two, three, second, third, and, and fourth, a different little matter, Detroit, 19 and 21 on the year. They're the second biggest winner. Again, the uh, the bizarro exercise of just betting them every single game. By the way, if you're betting on the Detroit Tigers every single game of the year, you're probably doing this wrong, but this is for the purposes of this uh, exercise. They'd have you up over eight units on the season just because they get a lot of plus money. Then you have two teams that a lot of people didn't think would be this good, at least through 40 games anyway. The Orioles and the Rangers, which would have you both up uh, over seven units, if you bet them, a Red Sox round out the top five. What of those do you believe is the most sustainable, or are they all sustainable in your opinion? Well, I don't think really any of them are sustainable. I, I don't think that Detroit, with the exception of maybe Detroit, just because they get priced, uh, right? You know, as dogs most of the time. But I, I think that the Rays. I mean. Gil, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. You know, I've been saying this for two and a half weeks. You know, you look at their weighted runs created plus it's 141 and it was 144 two and a half weeks ago. You said, well, that dropped, but you know, it's, it's really hard to sustain a 144 weighted runs created plus, and they've, they've basically done it. Uh, I, I don't think that's sustainable offensively. Uh, there's a couple of numbers too. You, you look at the, uh, oh, the raised 
top end of the bullpen, really good. You've got a 29.2 strikeout percentage. That's one of the key numbers. But then if you if you can get to the middle of that raised bullpen, you've got 22.4% uh, for the mid bullpen. And then the underbelly, 20.1% strikeout percentage. So I don't think their their bullpen, with the exception of, of Fairbanks and, and Adam Jason or Jason Adam, the guy with two last first and last names, is it's Jason Adam. Those guys are really, really good. The rest of it's kind of a middle of, of the road bullpen by my number skill. So you and you think the O's and the Rangers then just as a as a couple, just sort of outperforming their skill level. Yeah, the Rangers to me have really outperformed their skill level. Um, you know, you you look at kind of the out, output that they've gotten, even from to like had started like today, Evaldi, uh, and, and I think that's bound it to regress, but you know, I mean, that's why they play the games, Gil. That's why they play the games. And for those of us who have the Rangers season win total over, we like that the wins are banked already. By the way, the worst five teams on the money line, uh, again, bizarro exercise. If you bet the A's every single one of their 44 games thus far this year, and believe me, if you're doing that, uh, we need to have a discussion. They're 10 and 34 in the year. Just imagine, they're a dog every time. They're a substantial dog every time. You'd still be down almost 17 units betting them. That's how bad their record is. Royals, second. White Sox, third worst in terms of hemorrhaging money for betters. Cardinals are fourth. Mets are fifth. The Cardinals now on the upswing, it would seem. Um, Are you worried about the Mets and that number, that that could just continue? No, I think that they'll they'll turn it around. You you look at the... uh the talent they have and Verlander just threw a bad game yesterday, but he threw, or he threw some bad games in, in 2022, right? He did. If he, I remember he, uh, he, he allowed, I think three or four home runs when he went up to Seattle and uh, you, you, you know, what kind of season he had last year. So uh, I think that the, uh, the components that make up that team bullpen, good offense, good. I think, I think they'll be back. Gil. All right, best home team, by the way, on this is is the Rays. Um, much of their almost nine units, plus 750 of them at home. Uh, the worst home is, no surprise, the Oakland Athletics. Over 11 units down, just in terms of their home games. And then uh, away, really the best away team has been the Washington Nationals. Almost eight units of the positive away. The worst away, the Chicago White Sox, nine units to the negative. We'll do run line betting, the de facto power rating coming up next and umpires a numbers game on vcent the sports betting network there's a lot to bet on in the next 30 days and for a limited time you can subscribe to vcent for only 9.99 that gets you insight into daily baseball best bets nba and nhl playoffs only vcent pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by vcent show hosts and guests tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game also a top vcent experts leaderboard to view betting records profit and roi and see which vcent expert has the hot hand. Sign up now for only $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. We get tweets at beating the book. Nicholas Griggs letting me know that Snoop Dogg on his Instagram page has put up a, two shots of Austin Reeves and Alan Ruck, who played Cameron and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. No way. Snoop's been listening. Snoop, stop stealing our material. Come, Come on, on, man. Snoop. Len Glauzenski. Gil, the Joker's on a mission. He's pissed he didn't get the MVP award. He's out to prove everyone wrong. He's a pleasure watching him play. Unstoppable. And Jay Green, right on. That's the question that matters. If the Nuggets win game two, are the Lakers going to win four or five? As I said, nope. Also would take it a step further, he says. Right now, are the Lakers going to win four or six? With three being in Denver. Hashtag mile high basketball. So you know where he's coming from. And then Mike Rouse uh, tweeting us, uh, tweeting us Dr. Evil with the quotes, uh, with the finger quotes, laser 
since you called the, the Lakers the lasers <laughs> earlier. Laser By the way, we got we got another one from Scola as well. Same thing. Everybody's tweeting Dr. Evil pictures for you. Um, and then, Paulie, to add to your baseball quarter report, if you bet against the A's every game and you take the one-and-a-half run line, uh, you would be up 10 units right now as they have lost 27 games by more than one-and-a-half runs. Well, it's funny you say that because that's exactly where we were headed next, doing Q1 derivatives, Major League Baseball, with Mark Borcher. And Kelly, I, we're talking about this off-air because Kelly obviously hasn't been with us, Mark, all these years when we did Benning Dork and beating the book and earlier years of a numbers game. But, Kelly, t- tell us your, your reaction when you were culling all this together. What was your biggest thing? <laughs> well, I'll use umpires specifically, but it is – just amazing to try to double check some of the some of the like there are it's easier to find betting statistics on umpires than it actually is to corroborate it with anything from major league baseball yes. that these umpires have umpired games how many games have they done and where have they umpired it dude we used to the reason that market i started doing this cuz you know now everybody takes for granted you can bet on first fives I used to do them manually every single day, and nobody had first five stats for years. Now, by the way, we rely on uh, Joe Ostrowski from Odd Shark, who does them weekly, yeah. so I don't have to do them. So thank you to Joe uh, for doing that every week. And there's only a couple days of manual you have to do just to update them. So it's just finding out who who's umpiring on a daily basis. Like, you have to go to StatFox in the morning to figure out who's the home plate umpire and the rotation. So it's a whole thing, still to this day. Some of these league, just the league sites, we talk about this often. Like, they're, you know, like PGA Tour, NBA do a pretty good job with some of their stats and everything that they do on there. But some of these other leagues, man, like, how do you not, you don't, you're not tracking that anywhere? Like, that's not available to the public? It's fascinating. Well, it, it is. He, he makes Kelly makes a really good point. Um, I don't know why they don't make it public because you can get their their odds fee or their um, their uh, their daily game feed. Uh, their back end of their their uh, the, the MLB AM is is pretty good. I mean, it's really good. But you have to. He's right. It, you know, in this day and age where you can get all these stats, it's kind of a challenge to get umpire stats unless you can pull them in, and and that's one of the things that I've learned how to do over the last couple of years, because the source that I had for years, just they stopped doing it. And so I said, well, it's time to, to do my own. Gil. Time to do your own. All right, let's get through a bunch of these. And again, these are designed for betters to try to figure out what will help us win bets uh, moving forward. Run line, de facto power rating, uh, teams winning by more than a run and a half, losing by less than run and a half, uh, by a run and a half when they're a dog. If you bet the Orioles on the run line each and every day this season, they're the big winner for run line betters. Over 10.5 units, uh, courtesy of Covers.com on these stats. Thank you, Covers. Tried and true on these. So the Orioles are the big winner on the run line. By the way, the Rays would be second. No surprise there. The big loser, uh, as just indicated, is not actually the Oakland A's. It's the Kansas City Royals. If you bet them on the run line, you'd be down over 15 and a half units. When they get beat, boy, do they get beat. And number uh, number two is not even the athletics. It's, and this is sort of where it gets interesting, it's the 11th best money line team overall. The, the Florida Marlins, excuse me, the Miami Marlins. What are we now? We're the Miami Marlins, for goodness yep. sakes. The Miami Marlins down 14.4 units on the season. Why? Because their one-run record this year is 13-1 and one on the one run. So they're losing. So... That's the thing. They're not covering the run line, even in victory. 13-1 and one in one-run games. So you're actually down 14-plus units on that team. Where do you stand on that club? 
Well, Miami's a tough team to bet on because of the offense. Uh, it's one of those teams where you have pretty good starting pitching, actually. I My numbers actually like the bullpen. And, like, I, I was looking at a guy like Brazabon last night who, who imploded and uh, get coughed up the league, and his actual numbers aren't that bad. So I, I think the Marlins, for me, uh, if you had to make a blanket statement about a team, would be a, be an under team yeah. for, for me. Yeah. All right, let's do pitchers. Again, these are best uh, pitchers. Now, this is when these pitchers take the hill to start a game, their team's performance uh, has made them either real cash cows for betters or, or hemorrhaging for betters. We'll look at top five, bottom five. Drew Smiley of the Cubs. Cubbies are six and two when he takes the hill. You'd be up over 5.6 units if you bet Drew Smiley blindly. Mitch Keller of the Pirates, Brian Bellow of the uh, Red Sox, Ken Walchuk of the Ace. They're five and three when he takes the mound. And Jesus Lazardo of the uh, Miami Marlins, seven and two are the Marlins when he takes the hill. I'm not sure how, how much you read into any of these. By the way, the bottom five on this, if we could just get to that as well. Um, Really, just these pitchers, when they take the hill, their team's just hemorrhage. Jordan Lyles, the Royals are 0-9. Is that good? And by the way, they're a dog every single time, so you would have lost nine units. Blake Snell of the Padres. The Padres 1-7 when he takes the hill. Now, part of that is Blake Snell. M- much of that is Blake Snell. Jamison Tyon of the Cubs. Cubbies are 0-6. You'd be down six units when he takes the hill. Lucas Giolito. God, what a, f- a fan graphs Hall of Famer from year to year. Some years just horrific. Some years great. Uh, the Sox, the White Sox, two and seven when he takes the hill for uh, over five and a half units to the negative. And then Jordan Montgomery's in there as well uh, for the Cardinals. Do any of these guys, you look at, especially the bottom list, do you look at any of them and be like, oh yeah, that checks out and this might continue? Well, I would start with the top because I think that Garrett Cole's an interesting story. And if you look at his last uh, 150 plate appearance strikeout percentage, it's not bad. He's at right at 26%. But we forget about he's got a tendency to give up uh, uh, a lot of power, and he hasn't done that this year. But if you look at like a like a stable number, last 500 plate appearance, he's actually below average there. So I would almost look to play against him unless he can get that strikeout uh, percentage up above 30%. The guy that I've liked this year is Mitch Keller. He's really won a lot of money for me personally, and and there's there's really not much to like, uh, not much to hate about him. He's got a nice high strikeout percentage. He he suppresses uh, ISO power. He's he's a guy that uh, if I had to bet him, and I have done this a lot, just bet him on the first five deal. Okay. Um, shall we move to umpires? The nice thing about having Mark here is that I well I have this year's umpire stats of the first forty ish games. Mark has historical stats, so we'll see who who have been the most reliable over and under umps thus far this year, and you'll tell us if this checks out with your historical numbers. These are the umpires that, when they're behind home plate calling balls and strikes, have produced the most over results uh, per the betting total. Nate Tomlinson, seven out of the nine games that he has umped behind home plate, have gone to the over. Chad Whitson, seven of eight. Chris Guccione, six of nine. Brian Onora, six of nine. And Dan Bellino, oh, he's there every year. Six of eight. Who, who checks out there? No, I don't have any of those guys, even in the top 10 of, of over. And kind of just the method, methodology on this is last four years, I used strikeout percentage. And this year, I used ISO power allowed. Uh, it's a little bit different than using uh, BB minus K, but it, it comes out to about the same. The, the same guys are there. Uh, but one of the guys that always is up in my over is Alfonso Marquez. And it might be just because I like to call him the Fonz, uh, that guy. And then, and then I got Hickox, Carlos Torres, uh, my, my biggest over number 
uh, from from lack of strikeout percentage and and ISO power from that standpoint. Okay, maybe these at the bottom here with more unders. Maybe they have a wider strike zone. Bill Miller, seven of ten under when he's behind home plate this year. Brian Knight, oh, I, we like to make the Brian McKnight jokes here. Seven of eight to the under. Corey Blazer, six of nine under. Chad Fairchild, six of nine under. Todd Tishner, six of nine under. I know there's a couple that consistent to your historical numbers there, right? Yeah, Blazers like fifth in baseball from an under standpoint. Uh, and, and again, like just because these guys for me are under umpires doesn't mean you play it under every game, but there's significant margin on this. Cause like, so like a guy like Corey Blazer, 7% decline in his uh, expected runs by my modeling. So you think, well, that's not that much, but if you have a nine total, you know, 7% of that's, it's, it's almost, you know, a, a full run is close to that. So you're going to, I think you need to incorporate that anyway. Uh, he's there. Uh, Bill Miller's always there. He's, he's a lower umpire. I've got him 5%. Uh, he suppresses runs 5% uh, greater than an, than an average umpire. Gil. Okay. That's by night. No, by night. We, we, we need to start back at one. Gil. We need to start back. <laughs> we need to start back at one. It's a little R and B reference for you, ladies and gentlemen. So Corey Blazer and Bill Miller, when they're behind home plate, again, this is actionable for betters. If your instinct is to go over, think twice, maybe you should look to the under in those games um, if perhaps you're leaning that way already. First five betting. First inning betting. Proprietary next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. A numbers game on 
VSIN, the sports betting network. Use a BetMGM bonus bet to place your next wager on any game in any sport. To receive your bonus bet, simply log into your BetMGM account every Saturday and Wednesday between May 13th through June 7th to bet on any game of your choice. Then add any type of bet on any game to your bet slip and activate your bonus bet. There's no deposit or additional wager required. It's bonus bets on the house. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Promotion may differ per customer 21 and over to wager. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, New York, Ontario, Washington, D.C. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and uh, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. That's 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 Kansas and Nevada, 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, and in partnership with the Kansas Crossing Casino in uh, and Hotel. It's a good thing we don't have more states, Kelly. That's all I got to say. Skill Alexander's Kelly Bidlin. Mark Borchard joins us for one more segment to talk Q1 MLB derivatives. And here's where it gets a little more proprietary. Now, we lean on Joe Ostrowski at uh, Odd Shark, who weekly puts together first five-inning stats. Um, like I said, back in the day, you had to do these manually. They were just not available anywhere. By the way, first five-inning betting as in, in general was not something that you could count on at every sports book. Even what, Mark, five, six, seven years ago? Just wasn't it widespread. And that's one of the good things with the uh, the legalization of betting, the, the the types of markets you can get, and the and the types of betting, and you know, Gil, some of the, you know some of these guys, the baseball hipsters, are like, well, yeah, the odds aren't very good, and the, you know, the EV is not good, but you know, some of these bets are really fun to make. So I think you got to balance out. Like I do a lot of math and a lot of computer programming, but sometimes you just got to have some darn fun, Gil. The straddle is bigger is what you're saying on the five first five versus the full. And that's that's the chief sort of counter argument to first five betting. And, and, and or like a like a home run prop is just just terrible from an expected value standpoint. But you know what? I don't think there's anything wrong, Gil. I hate to get philosophical with you for with having a little bit of fun while you're endeavoring in something, you know, take it serious, but but have some fun as well. Yeah, we were saying that yesterday with the lottery, which we'll get to uh, momentarily, which is like, hey, look, this is actual mathematical odds. Like, this is math. These are the, the percentage of ping pong balls that exist. These are the odds. Just know that what should be plus 615, you're only getting plus 550. If you want to have fun, have at it, but just know you're not getting it. But we said, you know, if you want to have fun, that's your business. Um, first five, these are based on $100 bets again, favorites, uh, underdogs, bizarro exercise designed to figure out what is sustainable, what is not. Now, Joe Ostrowski did it through last Friday. I manually sort of put it together since then. So we have these to the penny. Don't worry about it to the penny. But essentially what you have is last night with yesterday's results, the Rangers are actually just barely the best first five team in all of baseball. This is without DeGrom, right, for most of this. The Braves right there with them. Both over nine units, followed by the Rays, followed by the Nationals, once again, who are 18, 20, and four. Remember, you can push on first fives. And the Rockies, two losing teams in first five, 16, 18, and nine, who got you four and a half units as well. So Nats and Rockies getting there because they're a lot of times plus money. The Rangers, Braves, and Rays, the opposite. I mean, the Rangers has to leap off the page as the most unsustainable of this, right? Yeah, I, I mean, my numbers just don't like Texas. So, like, I'm so biased. Like, I, I think Houston to win that division is a, a really good play. Um, and I I like the Angels to start off the year. But I, I think Houston, I mean, 
with their bullpen. But anyway, I'm digressing a little bit. Yeah, Texas, I don't, I don't consider them uh, a legitimate contender. Sorry, Texas betters. Sorry, Texas betters. The others, though, the Rays and the Braves, absolutely so, right? Sustainable, you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, especially you think about the, uh, the Rays starting pitching, which has just been amazing this, this season. And, and I, I think that there is some sustainability. I mean, obviously, you can't have expected fielding independence of, of, of sub three all the time. But, you know, these guys, these guys are, are continue to put it up. So I don't know. I, I, with Tampa Bay, I think that they're sustainable until they prove that they're not sustainable, Gil. All right, the worst first five teams. There's going to be no surprise at the top. The Athletics and the Royals. I mean, these two teams, slice them up any way you want. First fives, full games, home road, whatever. They're just bad. Athletics on the first five, 927 and 8. You'd be down almost 15 units doing that. And again, let me just say this. This is just a bizarro exercise to try to uh, see what is signal and what is noise. If you're betting the A's every day on the first five line, something's wrong with you. Uh, 927 and 8. The Royals are 1227 and 5 doing the same. You'd be down 12 and a half units doing that. Mets, Cardinals, and White Sox are the other three on the worst five list. Um, Mets, Cardinals. Mets and Cardinals aren't going to stay there, are they? No, I, I like this Cardinal team to, to, to rebound. They, they just, their, their hitting's way too good. If you look at their weighted runs created plus a 114, places them fourth in baseball. And they really, by my expected standings numbers, they really should have eight more wins than they do. Their their pitching hasn't been all that bad. I think if you were to were to ask uh, Marmol in uh, at the start of the season, if you get an XFIP minus, of, I wonder if he knows XFIP minus. I'm sure he does. Uh, if you get an XFIP minus of 96 through this this date in the season, would you take it? I think he'd say yes, Gil. Okay, let's go to first innings. A lot of people like to bet first innings. Jason Weingart and I have talked about betting first innings for years on this show. Um, a lot of people like to bet yes, no's. A lot of people like to bet sides. Um, we stick to the yes, no's. But in terms of the sides and what performances have been thus far. So this is through, again, the first quarter of the season, roughly. I did a minimum of 30 plate appearances against. And we'll do it by on-base percentage against. Who do you think are – do you have any idea? I'll is give it good? You, Let's do to the bad first. Like, who are the worst first-inning pitchers thus far this year in terms of opponents on base? Joey from Friends, Gil. Joey from Friends? Joey, Joey Lucchesi, or Lucchesi. I don't know. I think it's Lucchesi, actually. Oh, I don't see. Weighted, on, weighted OBA is .583 Point first five. inning. How many uh, minimum plate appearances against do you have? I've got 28 plate appearances oh, for Lucchesi. So I did. Inning. So I did 30. That's why he doesn't appear on my list. So I have Luis Sessa, who was starting for the Reds, but I don't think he's starting anymore. Uh, who was what? Is five forty? Yeah, yeah, five fifty three against. Yeah, they've 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 ceased yeah. to start Luis Sessa. That's right. They they won't let us bet against him now. Uh, Jack Flaherty, four eighty eight against in the first inning alone. Pablo Lopez of the Twinkies, four seventy five against. In the first inning, then you have Hayden Wisniewski and Lance Lynn rounding out the top five of the worst performers in the first five. But if you go down a little further, you'll see Lucas Giolito in there. You'll see uh, Julio Arias in there. So, um, again, what of this is, is, is something likely to continue? What of this not? Like in Sessa's case, like if you went to his fan graphs page, and I'm sort of sad that the Reds sat him. But if you went to his fan graphs page, like it is just insane how bad he was. 
earlier in these games. Like there was one game where he gave up 13, well, excuse me, 11 earned runs in three innings. Another one, five. And I mean, it's like, it's just horrible. So they finally uh, relieved him of his uh, starting duties. What about the best first inning performances from pitchers this year? What do you got? Well, Jesus saves and Jesus can pitch in the first inning, Gil. Uh, Jesus Lazardo for me, 0.071. He does have 30 uh, batters face, so maybe that's, that's what you got too. Jesus Lazardo does not come up on mine. You know who I have here? I have Tanner Houck of the, of the uh, Red Sox. One, what is it, 200 against Trevor Williams of the Nationals, Alex Cobb of the Giants, Josiah Gray of the Nationals again, and Joey Wentz in there. Sonny Gray and Jonathan Gray right after that. You have those names appearing? I've got, yeah, Cobb's at, at 166, and, and to me, he's kind of amazing. He can suppress ISO power. He's, he's the best in baseball, and, and you wouldn't think that. By, I guess the last 500 plate appearances is what I use. So Alex Cobb's kind of a, a breath of fresh air for those Giants. I think the Giants have some good things uh, other than him, too, as well. Yeah, these are the best guys in the first inning. I mean, Sonny Gray's in the top 10. Jonathan Gray's in the top 10. Zach Granke, Jose Barrio, Spencer Strider shows up there as well. So some of the names that you might expect. So of all of that, as we wrap this up, what's your what's your biggest takeaway from that? Is it the fact that the the Marlins are just this sort of strange anomaly through 40-ish games? Well, the biggest takeaway for me from the whole thing, Gil, yeah. is, is I, I think you, you got to look at Baltimore uh, when, when they get ahead. I think that this bullpen is completely underrated, and it came out at that minus one-and-a-half uh, number. I think if they get ahead, they're going to be hard to, hard to come back from. And, and you just don't think that, but if you look at their bullpen, Bautista can know Brian Baker, those guys are all rated really good, a high strikeout percentage. So for me, that Orioles team who I've been kind of cold on the last couple of years, but not, not anymore. I think that they get ahead. You, you, you want to, you want to stay on that team. Gil. All right. Again, your plays today um, were Atlanta, Atlanta halftime, full-time and the twins on the first five. Gil. Mark, we'll do this again in 40 more games. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. To be on. Thanks, Gil. At Base Winner, basewinner.com. Mark Borcher from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert. We'll come back. We'll talk uh, draft, lottery, heat, and Celtics, and the PGA, all of Kelly's PGA picks on the other side. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com.